Powder Room. This is Yvette. And Juliet. And today we are talking about the Idris Elba creature feature, Beast. Beast is a 2022 survival action horror film. It cost about $40 million to make, and it grossed 60. So already, Juliet, this film has done better than pretty much most of the films we reviewed, because it did make some money. No, it's not a huge financial loss by any means, but I am shocked by those numbers. What is your history with this film? I have no history. It's not like I saw posters. I didn't even know this film came out, which is odd because I like Idris Elba. Mm -hmm. I will say I love horror. I love the genre in general. And when you brought up this film initially, I thought, is this going to be like The Grey with Liam Neeson? Is this going to be The Edge with Anthony Hopkins? I love those two films. Mm -hmm. So I went into this thinking, ooh, this could be really cool. What about you? I remember seeing this trailer, and usually the history of creature features is that the trailer hints at the creature. You never see it. But you never see it. Yeah. And this trailer, this trailer hurt this film. I'm sure. Because you see the lion. It doesn't look good. And Idris Elba punches the lion in the trailer. Yes. The other history I have with this film is... People around the office, friends, I've heard it from a couple people, and I even thought it myself, was, wait, what? How how did they get Idris Elba to star in this movie? He's so good. I've I've heard so many people saying that to me. Idris? In this film? How did that happen? Kick it off, Yvette. Oh, I will. (laughs) We're setting the stage. It's night, and there are a group of, they appear to be narco kind of terrorists. They looked like they belonged in Colombia. Yeah. They're armed to the teeth, what I'm, I'm going to assume is like AK-47. <laughs> but we've got a little progress, because the person who's leading them, it's a woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's leading the group, and she's like... First of all, that is the only image you see of this woman. Yeah, that she's like gone. <laughs> we do hear some lions growling. We do. And and she says they're here. And so we, of course, these are poachers. But just I can't stress enough that they looked like they were doing a drug deal in a absolutely lush jungle, not uh, poachers in the bush of South Africa. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> the poachers open fire on this group of lions like a drug deal combat just boom, 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 boom. at least 50 shots these lions just go down <laughs> was, was like my first thought was poaching you want to get the the whole animal yeah you don't want to ruin this this the body exactly. for um what is it what is it uh, taxidermy yes, yes. so uh, they these these they, lions. They don't know what they were going to look like after <laughs> these lions were torn to shreds. It was bizarre. We don't really see the lions get torn to shreds, we, but we know that they do. <laughs> like they were taking out Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I know. I, at first, I was like, "Are we in Ozark?" <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, it was bizarre. So, flashlight guy. He's the guy that owns the one flashlight this group brought with him. He turns it on. Smart move. <laughs> We can't see shit. And, <laughs> and this film, okay. Like, they're like, what it was I, when he turned on the flashlight, I thought to myself, 
thank you for the audience because we need to see. I can't see. <laughs> but also, <laughs> this is your death sentence. Yeah. And he shines the light and on the ground is what appears to me to be a normal sized paw print yep. of a lion. Totally. He reacts like he's standing in T-Rex's footprint or something. I was like, okay. Bigfoot is upon them. Yeah. The hunters, we see them pack up all of these lines, and one of them even says, oh, we're going to make a lot of money off of this. And I'm just like, how? Those things are ripped to shreds. That's not a viable taxidermy. What is going on? And But whatever. We then get the growling. A guy out of nowhere comes out, and he's holding his throat. Mm -hmm. This lion beast owns a machete and slits people's throats with it. And we get a pretty good shot of the the face of the lion, and he goes, rawr, and jumps out. The lion in that quick shot in the dark with just a little bit of light coming at that guy. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that shot. So I didn't watch the trailer for this. So I didn't know what the beast would look like. (gasps) That's going to be interesting because I knew that this beast was this lion gone And I didn't look at any posters. I knew it was a lion, but I was like, okay, it must be a CGI kind of creepy evolved lion. But the lion does look like a lion, which is why maybe it wasn't scary because I was expecting it to look different. We're in one of those commercial utility aircrafts. You know, the type where it only fits one family and like mom or dad sits next to the pilot. Idris is asleep, and he wakes up, and he reaches back, and he wakes up his daughters. I do kind of like that. We're all starting at the same spot. Yeah, we're kind of waking up into this world. Leah Jeffries is playing Nora Samuels, and Iana Haley is playing Meredith Samuels. Iana's the teenager, and Leah's the younger one. Like, what would you say Leah is? She's probably 11 to 12. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous South African countryside i i love a desert with those trees and the yellows it's really majestic they did film this in south africa oh they did yeah okay at first i thought maybe they filmed it in nigeria or something because they they film a lot there there. i mean okay and i think it really shows yeah totally there's beautiful countryside right off the bat his daughter iana He's trying to engage with her, and she's not having it. It could be the teenager thing, or there's something else. You know what he reminds me of here? When you're divorced, and the dad decides he's going to cram six years of parenting into one fun trip. (laughs) Yes, and put on this fake front of everything's fine, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he does it really well. He does. Sholto Copley, great actor, love him. He arrives, and Idris and Sholto, they hug it out. I had a smile from ear to ear with this guy. I thought he brought a lot of fun energy. Yes, I agree. He's not a real uncle, but the girls call him Uncle Sholto. You know, he's yes. an old, old family friend. And they're going to go and stay with him at his house. And I'm having so much fun right now. Sholto says he's not a game warden, but he has had to become like uh, an enforcer for the reserve, he says. You know, big game hunting is big business. Mm -hmm. We're going through a village and they're like, oh, this is where our mother grew up. And at this point, it's pretty obvious mom has died. Shalto states that he knew their mother since they were kids. She's the reason, he says, that he loves nature itself. And I'm like, okay. Well, I was kind of (laughs) like, calm down. I was like, is there something we should be getting from that? It gets a little weirder. And then Shalto says, and after university, I introduced her to your dad. And I was like, hmm, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm sure you do. And as much as I love Sholto, I mean, you know. <clears throat> you know. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we get to Sholto's home and we walk by this old, it's one of those, what, like, um, it's got a motor on it, but it's still very bikey. It's not like a motorcycle. Oh, it's, it's called a Bantam. And Sholto says that he hasn't touched the bike. He was waiting for Idris to get there so that Idris could fix up the bike. Kind of implying Idris is good with cars or a mechanic. I I don't know. Immediately, I was thinking, oh, like, they're introducing this Bantam bike because later in the movie, Idris is going to have to use it to outrun a lion or use it to get to his daughters to save them from a lion. We're going to see Idris on this bike eventually. We never. We never do. And this is where... What I love about horror films is they always take the first 10, 20 minutes to try to do as much character building and world building as they possibly can. Understandable. Yes. Everything that they show you in those first 10 to 20 minutes is essential because you will go back to it. Now, the bike, (laughs) we never go back to. It's the darndest thing. And it's spent time on it. Everything else... We go back to and we will we'll trace our steps back, but it would have looked really cool to see him on this bike trying to outrun this beast. Well, lion. I thought it would be really I thought at one point it was well, we'll get to it because they get anyway. It would have been useful for them. Uh, we never <laughs> see this bike, we never talk about this bike again. First of all, we never see this house again. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> so Iana irked me from the very beginning, and I think I texted you this. I have a beef with her already. <laughs> Teenage girl on you. <laughs> what could she have no, done? Because my Tell whole me. thing is this. They just get off the plane. They land in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. You are in Africa. Okay? <laughs> this is incredibly privileged. And this girl has the bitchiest attitude and most ungrateful. I don't care what this man has done. Right? (laughs) My thoughts were, give your dad a break. He also lost your mother. It seems like he's doing the best he can. I know you were like, that's not the case. Okay. Will you tell our dear listeners about your trip to King Tut's tomb? (laughs) (laughs) And your attitude. Okay, okay. Okay. Going to Egypt. Okay, okay. (laughs) I do see the irony of this. (laughs) A once-in-a-lifetime experience. You had a chance to go to Egypt, and you have a famous story where the only you didn't want to go into the tomb. So, so we were at the Valley of Kings. How old were you? I was fourteen. My sister was younger than me. You know, she's a few years younger, and it was a very hot day. <laughs> That's all I was. It was hot, hot South Africa too, girl. <laughs> it was a very hot day, and we had been in and out of tombs and cars and vans, whatever, all day. We get to outside of King Tut's tomb, and my dad and I, well, I was like, I can't go on. So, <laughs> I can't go on, Papa. I'm so thirsty. So hot. That was exactly I've it. I've seen so much history. And um, <laughs> it's plagued me. Um, but I uh, then took a break under this one awning in the middle of this desert. Yeah. And my mom continued on with my sister. And my sister was kind of disgruntled that she had to go because she was like, I would have liked to be under the awning too. But they get to King Tut's tomb. And my mom, mind you, my mother is a huge fan of Egyptian history. Right. She has read 
like every single book I can possibly think of on it. She knew so much going into it that she it's was talking. So interesting. To, I, I completely. She would talk agree to the her. tour guides about stuff. My mom and my sister walked down these stairs to King Tut's tomb, and there is a line outside because you know they're only letting a certain amount of people in the tomb at a time. They don't want to overcrowd the space. And outside of his tomb, it's this nice big plaque that says King Tut's tomb, and then it has it written in Arabic and all this, or hieroglyphics, you know, all these things. It's super great. My mom is in line with my sister, and she goes, hey, why don't you go stand over by that sign? I'll get your picture. And my sister is like, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Brat. (laughs) Well, hey, hey, at least you made it this far. You're chilling at the awning. (laughs) And, um... And my mom's like, come on, this is the only time we are going to be at King Tut's tomb. Just yeah. do me this favor, yeah. please. And with her disposable camera, my sister then walks over. She stands underneath the sign. <laughs> and mind you, there is a line of people that are witnessing this show. <laughs> Spoiled white girls. Spoiled white girls. And my sister proceeds to pout. <laughs> my mom goes, come on, smile for me. <laughs> she won't. She won't smile. So now, the only photo evidence that our family has of being at King Tut's tomb is my sister pouting in front of the sign that says King Tut's tomb. <laughs> but sorry, you were judging these young girls? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I was judging hard. <laughs> uh, well, no, but look. Look, that's what these, this is, this is, but they always paint teenagers as these bratty, entitled, think they know everything humans and it just can get tiresome. I will give you this. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for sharing. That's (laughs) such a great story. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to beast. Okay. We're barely five minutes in. That's okay. Sholto, he's mentioned that, you know, don't bother taking off your shoes, girls. The house is a mess. My girlfriend just moved out. She broke up with me. We're having some fun banter. He's showing them where they are. And then Sholto, he has a wall full of photos. That their mother took. (laughs) Several maternity photos. And I'm like, could you imagine going in? Going in to your friend's house and being like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's a, that's a great... Because first of all, she was a photographer. It's not completely out of pocket that you would have, if your friend is a photographer, you would have some of the photos they took. Shalto has a wall, a wall, a shrine wall of photos that she took and also photos of her pregnant, maternity photos. She's, yes, she's wearing clothes. <laughs> but did no one, first of all, thank you for clarifying. But did, did no one say, that's a lot of photos of my dead pregnant wife on the wall. And I'm thinking, could you imagine going into some guy's house? You like him. You've been out a few times. It's time to take this to the bedroom. We're going in the house. And then all of a sudden you're like, who's this pregnant woman? It's like, oh, that's my... My best friend. My best friend. She is the reason I love nature. <laughs> like, okay. Taught me everything I knew. And uh, she got uh, married to a friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. But she was a beautiful pregnant woman, wasn't she? <laughs> I'd be like, huh, do you know what could have helped this? <laughs> I could... I'd be like, huh, huh, okay. I think, you know what I do? I think I would have to be like, 
well, let's go. Let's, oh my gosh, look at the time. <laughs> like, I went, that was a whole wall of photos of her. No, I, it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no one kind of, you know what would have worked for me? Is he could say something like, I'm trying to fix up the house. My grandma left it to me. This is where your mother and I would hang out with my grandma when we were growing up. Totally. And then he says, oh gosh, I was cleaning out. I've got a photo album. And he pulls out a photo album that his grandma has. And of course the grandma would have some cute maternity photos of her. But It's not a shrine on a wall for everyone to see all the time. There was a little part of me where I was like, are we going to get like... But I also was, okay, he is their uncle, right? But even in our... In people's houses, I don't have pictures of my aunt and uncles on walls. <laughs> it's a little it's just, bizarre. It's a little bizarre. I know why they had to do it. We had to get this conversation. But there's a better rolling. way to do this, as you pointed out. Yeah. It's like, no wonder his girlfriend left. Like, <laughs> Creepy. Do we have to have Living her, in this woman's shadow? Your dead friend, pregnant dead friend's <laughs> wife. <laughs> Wasn't she beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't she? <laughs> oh, man. So, Iana is unpacking. Did you see that she was wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt? Yes. I loved that. that I thought was that was cute. fun. Sholto and Iana are having a really cute, fun conversation about cameras. Sholto, of course, knows a lot. He, a lot about it, and he knew their mom, and so he's kind of filling her in on, you know, her mom liked to shoot in film, and Iana's like, film is it, you know. It was cute. Idris gets a little jealous, you know? He's trying to connect. And uh, I I don't want to say bad jealous, but he, you know what? It's not jealous. He wants to join the conversation. Did you get yeah, that? Yeah, but it feels a little contrived. Yeah. And only the way teenage girls can call someone out, <laughs> she just goes for the jugular with her father. And we learn, we get to learn, I think, the full picture, a I big know, chunk of it. I just thought, this is not the time to say this. Right? Why are you saying this in front of an uncle that you've never met I love before? how Sholto just gets up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> this is it. Not me. Not me now. Dad mentally left the family long before him and his wife separated. And in that time that they were separated, the mom had a cancer diagnosis. I don't think we get to learn the cancer. Just cancer. The mom unfortunately died. Dad is, again, we, we picked up on this. Dad is hoping that this trip will fix everything. It's kind of like that trying to f- solve everything in a nice trip in six or seven days, you know. Mm-hmm. And she, Iana, is upset because Sholto has spent more time talking with her about her hobbies. And the first day he's they reconnected on this trip than her dad has in the past five years. There's a lot there, and I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. Teenage girls, they've been traveling all day. They're hot. They're tired. There was bound to be a temper tantrum. Yes, I just thought it. Oh, I hate that this, I hate that it's me. <laughs> you wish it was me that was saying? No, no, I hate that this girl is me at 15. Oh, no! Maybe that's what you were picking up on. I think I was thinking to myself, God, what a brat. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, parents. I love it. I think because I was like, oh my God, you know, your parents spent all this money to bring you on a trip that is supposed to be uh, educational, fun, uh, world building, world building, and also bringing the family closer together. And yet you shit on it because you fight with your sister. Because I have a younger sister too, just like her. <gasps> you. 
That's what's happening. This is what's happening. I saw myself in her and I hated it because I thought, what a selfish, ungrateful bitch. <laughs> I got it. That's so funny because don't get me wrong. I was just as bratty and cruel and rude as, uh, you know, any other teenager, if not more so because I am an only child. I didn't have that same connection to this character, but I could, so I was very understanding of what was going on and I didn't, she didn't bother me the way she did you, but you know, you have a younger sister, you know, like you have these kind of connections. (laughs) So anyway, you're evil. (laughs) No, I am. (laughs) Um, We have that scene and we learned the backstory we're now kind of going into this film. Mm-hmm. Shalto and Idris, it's late at night and they're sharing a drink or eight. <laughs> they're yeah. great actors. They are. It's great banter. We're having fun. They're really natural here. Remember in the beginning I said to you that my history with this film was a lot of people when brought up, why? how did this film get Idris to attach himself to it? Yes. I'm going to make a little pitch to you. I'm going to say it's this scene right here between yes. the two guys. We're like we're in this beautiful backyard. There's a I think there's a fire. We got the drinks going. Great actors. Idris says, So why didn't you come to the funeral? And Shalto says that oh man, it was good. He says mm-hmm. he didn't want to see her buried in a concrete plot in New York. And he doesn't want to fight about it, but she should be buried here. But we're gonna leave it at that. And Idris Elba, he chose to do this movie, in my humble opinion. Because of this speech, he's a little tipsy um, in Vino Veritas, right? We're going to get some truth here. He's a doctor and he knows what death looks like. And he says he missed all the signs and death came to his home and took his wife because he wasn't there. He goes, he wasn't home to look death in the eye and say, no, no, you can't take her. I got to be honest with you. I, I just some, got goosebumps you saying. I that. had some, te- but it, with him, oh God, and he's so good he's looking. He's so good. And he's so good, but he's also so good looking, but he's like, you know what I like about Idris Elba? I think he looks like a fucking man. No, like he really he's not does. pretty. Like, don't get me wrong. He's gorgeous, but he, you know what I mean? Like, he looks like a man's man. He's yeah. a man's man. And, and this, I was like, fuck. You know what I, I wrote? I said that. This so good. This heart to heart between these two grown men. Mm-hmm. I loved it because you don't see this type of conversation between two men as friends no. on screen. You, like This was a really deep conversation mm-hmm. that they had. And I just thought it set the tone for Idris's you know, mind going through the rest of the film. So I don't know. I think that's what caught him. Yes. I, I 100% agree with you. I think the idea... First of all, going to South Africa, chilling out with these cool people... Filming in South yeah. Africa, awesome. You get to live out there for you know two months. Sure, uh, beautiful, beautiful dialogue. You don't get this type of dialogue in a lot of scripts that are even not creature features. But this is the peak of the dialogue for this film because yeah. Oh from- no, no, it's it's going to go downhill. Yeah, that's okay. Next morning, we're going on a safari, mm-hmm. and it's fun. We get to see some animals. We have that wonderful, fun thing where Iana is taking photos, but then we get to see the photos, which I've oh, I love that. I like it's that. It's not too. the first time I've seen it. Won't be the last. It's it's fun. It yes. works. That's why we see it a lot. We pull up to this abandoned. It looks almost like a warehouse. We're told it's a school. It was an old school for the miners, but the mine has shut down, so it's an abandoned building. And there's this big rock 
kind of formation, we pull up, we get out of our cars, and the camera pans, and there are a pride of carnivorous lions about 30 feet away from us. And I was like, hmm, should we be getting out of our cars? <laughs> Thankfully, to be fair, I just actually asked that question. Yes. Benji, the re- uh, he works for the reserve. He shows up. His name's Benji. Of course it is. <laughs> and even Idris is like, should we be out of our cars? And Benji's like, no, they, they've spent the night hunting. They're chilling out on this rock. And he's got a tranquilizer gun just in case. Benji tells us some facts about the lions. And he says that actually the female lions do the hunting. I thought that was interesting. And the male lions protect the pride. I, I, as much as I love big cats, little cats, I didn't realize that. I thought they all just, you know, mm-hmm. did hunting, whatever. Interesting stuff. So Sholto goes up and the main male lion, the apex of this pride, gets up and hops down a couple of rocks and comes up to Sholto and gives him kind of like what you would expect to see a bear gives, you know, when you see bears giving mm-hmm. This is such a bummer. I have never in my life seen worse CGI. This lion getting up looked so bad. I now understand why this movie flopped mm-hmm. completely. If this is how bad this lion looks, mm-hmm. I, what? Yeah. You noticed this, right? Yes. Lions Shocking are beautiful. Yeah. They're majestic. These didn't look real. When we're 30 feet away from them and they're just sitting up in the rock. Yeah. It looked fine. Yeah, totally. This CGI lion looked like it needed, what, $5 million more million put into it? <laughs> it looked so fake. Yeah. I was shocked. This CGI blew my mind to the point where when the lion gets up and does that thing where he puts his little, his big front paws on Shalto's shoulders. Yeah. The lion kind of felt bear-like. Yeah, no, it, it was, did. Uh, it oh. was very much mimicking a bear. Yeah. Do you remember in The Lion King, that featurette for the animated movie where all of the animators went and they brought out some baby lions and the animators were drawing mm-hmm. off of the baby lion? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was just like, it felt like they brought out bears. Yeah. <laughs> Shalto and Benji have named all of these lions in this pride. And one of the female lions, Nandi, mm-hmm. she has a gunshot wound. Yeah. And it's just, even though these look super CGI, it's always a bummer. I'm just like, oh, that sucks, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably poachers that shot Nandi. They're going to a nearby village. Shalto wants to ask the people at this village if they've seen anything, heard anything. He's trying to get to the bottom of this. So the youngest daughter, Leah, she says to Shalto, uh, you know, I've read online about the anti-poachers. And, of course, the two girls get in a little fight. Iana's like, you read online? And... and Leah's like, yeah, I run a line. She's like trying, <laughs> trying, to, trying to have a conversation. And the older one's just like, oh, yeah, she just reads everything online. And I'm like, what, what do you read? <laughs> and I was like, give her some slack. Jesus. <laughs> and she explains that the anti-poachers are people who hunt the poachers. And then she says to Sholto, do you know anything about that? Are you an anti-poacher? And he's like very evasive. He's just like, well, we do what we can to protect the animal in every sense. The camera then pans off to the side of the road. And while our heroes drive off, 
to the village, we stay on this broken down safari car. Clearly blood splatter. Yep. And they're, I'm going to say they're vultures. Two vultures Mm -hmm. are picking at what we, I'm going to assume they're picking at human flesh. Yes. This doesn't get too gross. No. The vultures look real. The vultures looked good. No, they did. And I actually made a note of this. I said, okay, well, obviously this is suspicious. Um, <laughs> this rundown truck, and it's going to come into play later, and it does. Um, but yeah, you know, why are they... That, that, should, that was a red herring, right? Because we know later, in a, momentarily, why. This made my blood boil. Why do the vultures look good? Yep. And the lions don't. Mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Uh, it's an easier job. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> We're at the village. It's the Tonga people. And it gets very weird very quickly. Was there, let me ask you, was there any part in you in this film where you thought the poachers were going to be a bigger part of it? That this was, yes, there was going to be a killer lion on the loose. At this point, I'm thinking in my head, the movie titled Beast, is this for the lion that we presume is attacking right. these people? Or is it a play on humans? Is it that the poachers are the beast? That's where I thought we were going, and that would have been so much better. So much better. Much better film. They make a note when they enter this village. He said, this is a village that's not open to the public. This isn't a tourist destination. Correct. These and people don't speak English. They're mm-hmm. He says you can take pictures, but you have to ask for permission. Consent. I love it. It mm-hmm. was it was good. See. Really good. There's no one around. It's very odd. They discover that there's been a massacre. To me, the what we see of the massacre, it looks like these people were hacked up by machetes, like the mm-hmm. poachers. Yep. I really thought from what we saw, it we didn't see any big chunks of meat being taken. Like we just see like slashing, and I know cats. I know this beast has claws. It didn't look like a lion attacked all these people. I was also confused by this. All these people are killed, but it's hard to believe that one lion could do all of this. Yeah, these people have weapons. They do, yeah. and. This lion single-handedly in one swift afternoon takes out this entire village. And the only reason why we are supposed to believe this was a lion and not poachers coming in, we are told through dialogue by Sholto that a lion did this. Yes. Uh, it looks to me like the, the poachers came in and did this. Totally. If I Maybe if we had had more scratch marks or... If maybe there had if actually seen- been uh, limbs off, if... Heads had been torn off. Bite marks. Bart marks. Yeah. But it looked like the the cat just went in there, had a good scratch fight, and called it a day. <laughs> um, you know, that little tiger, the, uh, the beast just has his little, uh, <laughs> what, how do I describe it? You just one claw out, and he's like, Tom and Jerry. Yeah, just that one little claw, and he's like, I'm going in. That's because otherwise it looked to me like these people got attacked by machetes because there yep. was a lot of throat slitting. I'm not trying to get too but dark, it just but it had just, real human esque actions. I don't know why so quickly they, they decided this had to be this crazy lion. But also, this lion didn't eat them. I, I right? I guess it just, not. It just decided to kill them all and then walk away. Okay. So we we get into the car. We're off running, and a 
man that is from the village runs in front of their car. He has been attacked. He is dying. They park their car. Sholto gets out with his gun and because he knows this man. And of course, Idris is a doctor. So he also gets out, goes to help this man. With no sense of urgency. Yeah. Can I just tell you? <laughs> he get, he goes to the back of the car to get whatever he can at the slowest pace I could possibly imagine. I th- I'm thinking to myself, you're a doctor? Act like it. Here's where the beast appears and, and Sholto has to run away from it while trying to shoot it. We see this this lion. A little bit more of our continuing installment of getting to know Yvette. I do have a cat. He's a little gray son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love him to death. But cats, including lions, are crepuscular. Now, this means that they are active at dawn and dusk. Mm-hmm. My thinking is, you've already proven that you don't have the money to make this lion look good. The lion is giving you a gift. Realistically, truthfully, this lion would be active when it's not so bright outside, Mm -hmm. when you couldn't see it so clearly. More creepy. Why not use that? Totally. It would absolutely make sense if the sun is going down. And I think these are some of the more successful moments when it is dark. Yes. So the idea being, if I'm going to come in as the script doctor, I would come in and say, have Idris bend down to one of the villagers and touch them. Say, body temperature. I would say this attack happened at dawn. When we get out of the car to help the guy, it's starting to become dusk. Of course, the big cat would be coming back. Mm-hmm. And we would it would look better because we don't have this bright sunlight showing us this CGI All the flaws. Yeah, it doesn't. But that's also scientifically correct. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense. Exactly. Uh, it boggles that's a great, my mind. Great point. Honestly, it, it, it boggles. So here's the deal. The reason why, why would this lion be out in the day? Why? Uh, and here's what's going on is the reason why it connected so clear to me because I have a cat that wakes me up at three o'clock in the fucking morning every goddamn day. (laughs) And I had someone say to me, cats aren't nocturnal, but they're up. And like, I was like, what was that? And I looked it up, but lions are crepuscular. So I did double check on that. We're not having another lighthouse situation here, (laughs) but it just makes sense. It would look so much better. We don't need to see this thing in the bright sunlight. It doesn't look good. Okay. And also if it's not accurate for the actual behavior of the animal, then... It's a little fix, but it would have saved you. The lion, remember in the beginning, when we just see that quick shot of it, it the good. lion looked pretty good. We, yep. we barely see its face as we are supposed to with creature right. features. So now we're getting a little bit more of it. We're, you know, but we, it, ugh, bizarre. They, you know what? This, they were trying to make this evil lion kind of look like Scar from the Lion King, I, I thought. And I, I got to be honest with you, that that lion in the live action, it did not... I mean, everything still had a little bit of a cartoony vibe in the live action. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I, 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 I've said this before, it, there's CGI that makes the Hulk look real. Yes. <laughs> there's got to be CGI that made that lion look better. Or if you can't do it, Simply take it out. We didn't need him to go up and get a hug from that lion like it was a bear. All he needed to do was go up, do a visual inspection, and see that Nanya had a gunshot wound, and then that would have continued us on. I don't know why. Yeah, you could have had the lion just kind of nod to him, like, I see you. Yeah, and and that would have been believable. Yeah. I don't know why they, it it didn't, all it did was severely hurt this film, because I was like, what the? Thousand percent. Okay. 
I'm, 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 I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, we get through this whole thing and the villager does die mm-hmm. and the lion comes running at them. This lion jumps on this car and they have a sunroof and the lion is roaring at them from the sunroof. It's bright day. It's not scary at all. And the lion looks so much like a bear with how he is swiping inside of the car and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I've seen bears do that on to people when they're trying to get like they say, roll up your windows because the bears will come in and take your French fries and stuff. I've seen that. It was like, what? This is the beast. This for me was where I realized this film was not scary and it was not going to be. And it was going to be a major bummer because we are seeing this beast now in full daylight. It's not scary at all. And I'm thinking to myself, is this it? Mm-hmm. Is, is this the peak fear that we are supposed to feel right now? And then I predicted to myself, this film is going to have, this whole film is going to take place in this hundred yard radius <laughs> and it does for the most part i don't know wh- how this decision making process happened but iana is behind the driver's side iana mm-hmm. was asked by idris to get on the radio and try to contact someone they need help getting out of here because the car is not starting and they're having this full-on conversation while there is a man dying on the road. Right. And Idris, is, there's no sense of urgency. And all I made a comment of all the sentences are full sentences. Mm. I feel as though in sort of these stressful situations that people wouldn't really be talking in full sentences. Mm-hmm. Get on the radio and you need to tell them X, Y, Z. It would just be, get on the radio. We need help. Just short to the point because he's got to run mm-hmm. and get to this man that's dying. But he's just acting like it's another day at the office. It's bizarre. Yeah. Iana, for some reason, starts the car, and Mm -hmm. I think they get about 15 feet. They hit a tree, and the car is in a precarious position where it could go down this cliff, but it's pretty secure as of right now. The lion easily follows them. Yeah. (laughs) only 15 feet away. So we go back to Uncle Sholto, and there is, he's kind of going down into what kind of looks like a bayou, kind of like a little swamp area, I should Uh say, and a 15-foot crocodile gets into the water. Yep. And then Shalto's like, it's going to follow that guy. Why does this man think that it's a smart idea to get into the water after having just witnessed, as you said, a 15-foot crocodile get into this water? I'd rather be taken down by a, a lion than dragged into the water and killed while drowning by a croc. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also thought R.I.P. Shalto, so I didn't think we would... I just didn't know how if we were going to come back to him. We had some... Maybe he was an anti-poacher, but already... I, I didn't know if he was... I didn't know what was going on. I kind of realized at this point in the story that we weren't going down the poacher path. Yeah, which was a bummer. Yeah. Um, so then we do go back. Like you you had mentioned, we do go back because all of a sudden the radio fires up and it's Uncle Shalto on the line and he's not doing well. Ayana, she's like, someone has to save him. And I'm thinking, you don't no, know him no, that well. You don't know him that well. And mm, I don't know. I kind of want to live. Um, <laughs> so Not the time. Not the time She's place. trying to be brave here. And I'm like, time and place. But she leaves the vehicle. And then meanwhile, their father is being attacked by the beast. The beast is coming at him from underneath the car. And Nora knows that they had discovered these darts and she takes one and over the top of 
the lion because she hangs out the window. She stabs him in the back with it. And I just said, fuck yeah, Nora for the win in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was a cute, it was a good scene. We do get Uncle Sholto back to the car. Sholto has a cut real deep in, uh, I think, an artery. Mm-hmm. And the, Idris has to, and has to get help from his daughters to patch him up in this car. I, I like This was this. a good scene. Working together, becoming a family. This is not the best of situations, but they're working together to patch up Sholto. He's teaching them as he's patching up? Yeah. I just thought it was... This was one of my favorite scenes. It was a great scene. And he's doing the um, stitching. She's, uh, Iana is clamping the the Mm veins shut. Everyone's got a job and he's a great doctor. It's nighttime. He has a dream that the lion is attacking his daughters. You don't really know it's a dream though at first, but in the dream, his daughters are not in the vehicle. And I kind of thought for a second, what if all of this has been fake? You know, Idris has been dreaming that his daughters are still with him. What if they died too? (gasps) That would have been so cool. And you realize as the audience, this guy is losing his mind. And maybe the beast isn't real. That would have been... (gasps) Oh my God, that would have been so cool. Yeah. Uh, But it's not. (laughs) It's just a dumb dream. We all wake up in the car. (laughs) And um, Safari Vehicle shows up. We've got some company. We've got some poachers. Finally. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what's going to happen? The poachers get out and there's some talk. Idris goes out and I'm like, oh, man, what's going to happen? I just like, I got money. He I offers like, up 5K. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Joke's on him. He, he's a doctor. He can offer up a lot more, but he's, you know, they don't know. Yeah, he just <laughs> needs a ride into town. Everything's going according to plan. The poachers open up the car and they see Sholto. And that's when we learn Sholto is an anti-poacher and he's killed at least three Mm -hmm. poachers in this gang. Guns are drawn. (laughs) Things are getting tense. And then out of nowhere, a CGI furball flies into frame. (laughs) Just flies into frame. I was like, what the fuck is that? Rawr! The the beast takes out a poacher. It's like, I couldn't believe it. We're finally getting into some tense stuff. And then you kind of laugh. And, yeah. And it's like, this is like, I, yeah, this is our pet cat coming to save yeah. us. <laughs> the AK 47s start firing rounds. Everyone runs off. Can we talk about one of my pet peeves in films? Besides title cards? So, okay, let's, let's start a running list. For you, Juliet, your pet peeve is coffee cups and food. And food. <laughs> For me, it's unnecessary title cards. And then this. People leaving their keys in their cars so that other characters can go to the car and get the key and drive off. The biggest example, I believe it's Terminator 2. He runs into a car, he frantically searches, and then he pulls down the driver's side visor and the keys are there. No one in their right mind. In their right mind does that. The easy, it's such an easy little fix and it actually adds so much drama. It's Terminator 2. There are dead bodies everywhere. There's a dead body in the driver's side seat. He has to pull the dead body out. Yep. The key's already in the ignition. You know what I mean? It's yeah. such an easy fix. Why have this scene where he's like, 
oh, because <laughs> glad you left this for me. Yeah, thanks. It's so, oh, it's, it, it, it irks me so much. There's so many movies I've seen where the people have just left their keys in the car. Unless you were pulled out of the car and then killed. But that would be fine too. And then what we add is that drama of the character, unfortunately, having to move this dead body. And yep. Like, I'm so sorry, but I, I need your yeah. car. Yeah. You know, that's what a bummer. But that's so much better than, oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> where their keys are usually. They're just like, when Guardian of the Osa. You know what I mean? It's just. <laughs> but that's what is kind of expecting. He goes up to this car and he searches around and he's like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. What? A key weighs less than an ounce. They're going to take their keys with them. They're grown-ass men. They're poachers. Yep. They've got their keys in their pockets. Why are you looking to see if he left his key in the Heidi Key's visor spot? It's just so annoying. It pisses me off. But I'm glad you got that credit, off your chest. Yeah, he goes, thank you, thank you. I feel better. To be honest with you, I feel better. No, I think that was weighing on you the entire oh, time until we got to this point. It really was. I feel better. I'm glad we talked it out. He realizes that he needs to get to the, I think he's like the guy with the yellow shirt. He was the one driving. He's the one with the keys. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) The lion looks pretty darn good in the dark. Yeah. He's creepy. It looks good. And there's nothing scarier than being hunted at night because as a human, you really cannot see as well as these animals can at night. Exactly. The car is already... Perched on a cliff, the lion lunges at the open car windows. It's not as bear-like or bad in the dark, as we've already said. The girls get out of the car, and Sholto and the lion that's kind of in this awkward position where he's halfway in the car and halfway out, the car goes down the cliff. There's oil dripping everywhere. Sholto takes his lighter or something. He's got a lighter, thank God. And him and the lion blow up. This is where the movie should have ended. But instead, it keeps going. <laughs> so such a bummer. So weird. I thought it was going to be an RIP Shalto way before this. He looks like he could have survived the rest of the film, but he decides to sacrifice himself because he believes that he's going to be able to blow up this lion. Right. Well, and it this the, lion has mystical powers though because yeah. it does not die. He finds the key to this other car. Right. Because that car went down. Yeah, but the lion has killed all these. I mean, at this point, though. <laughs> so at this point, the lion's taken out everybody, except yeah. for our three leads. Yes. Iana is hurt. The lion got her, got her pretty good. So they're driving back, and it's now full daylight. And there's a really funny line where I think Leia says, Dad, you don't know how to wire a car? Yeah. And I thought <laughs> this was hysterical because in every single horror movie, there's always someone that's like, oh, I've got to hotwire this car. Yeah. I'm almost, you know what? I, I Having a character go underneath the car and take one wire and then another wire and, and click go, them together <laughs> is less annoying to me than the keys being for some reason stored in the car. I know, but how many people really know how to hotwire no a car? No one, no. But yeah. I, it don't, I don't know why. I, like I said in, in yeah. therapy that this, the key <laughs> situation... Really bothers me. So she, yeah, she she calls him out. She's like, you don't know how to hotwire a car? I'm like, no, he's a doctor. <laughs> Not a mechanic. Come on. We're driving back to the abandoned schoolhouse. It kind of felt like this movie played like a video game. I like that. I think that's fair. Yeah, in the sense of you're brought to these locations and you learn something or you have something to do at each location and you only see these locations throughout 
the course of the film. So you start out at uh, Shelto's house. You then see the, where the lions lay. Then you go to the school. Then you go to the village. You're just kind of following where you've been. It, you know what's so f- I love that because then he stops at the school. And just like in a video game, he goes, there might be supplies in there. And my thought yes. is... This has been a bit, there are no supplies. What makes in you there. think there's going to be supplies in here? Well, just like a video game, he finds alcohol, oh, he finds everything. Very that convenient. He needs. They enter the school, he's carrying Anna, and they just leave the doors open behind mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I think you have people, you have a lion that's hunting you. Yeah. Well, that lion should be dead. I mean, it should be, but we don't know. I would close the door. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you. Well, this you, line but... can open doors and pick locks. Come no, no, on. but then you would hear it, right? Yeah. But when the doors open, it can sneak in. Yeah. Which is what it did. All of a sudden, our our boy, our beast, not even a scratch on him. That fireball did nothing. Mm-mm. He's coming on in. He's like, mm, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Walks on in, and I'm just like, oh man, it's so bad. He, le- he you know, he's able to get the lion out and away from his daughters, and then we have the fist fight. The, of all this <laughs> the lion, the CGI lion in broad daylight. The bell rings and they're, they're they tap gloves, <laughs> and we we go at it. I mean, there might as well have been a ring girl. <laughs> Round one, Idris punches this lion. The lion is swatted at him. It's uh, it's weird. It's so strange. It was bizarre, but all of a sudden, we got something happening. The lions from the pride. It took him too long, man. That's No, Idris should be dead. No, he should but be. And I wrote a, here, I go, okay, Idris will die and his daughters will live. I'm saying Idris a lot. Is it Idris? I think you're right. Shit. Whatever. Uh, dear listeners, I do have a problem with pronunciation <laughs> of names sometimes, but I, I hope you've you know stayed with us. Idris. Okay, I'm sorry. I have made that mistake several times no, in this podcast. I, 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 I don't think and it, whatever. there's any harm in that. I, my, fine. Tr- I truly am a big fan of this guy, mm-hmm. but I, I do have a little bit of like, um, not to, um, when you can't read. Dyslexia? <laughs> I have a little dyslexia that I think I never got tested for. Like, I just like, once I decide... This how, is how you say it. Yeah, I, say I can't it. change it. Like, fragile Because... <laughs> Like I, it's I have to actively go fragile. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so Idris, uh, he he should be dead. That lion kind of bit his stomach area too, it, it, and ripped his back. And the only reason he's alive is because that lion is a CGI lion. It doesn't really <laughs> <Yeah>. exist. <laughs> so two of our big boy lions from our pride, they come out and they're circling this beast. And they're like, you know, let's let's go, let's let's go. Um, we wake up in a hospital. Yeah, no, it just ends. <laughs> yeah. No, he he's able to crawl to some, I don't know, log, whatever. Yes, um, and then he just kind of we watch him fall back into and, and sleep. we are to suppose that these two lions are taking on the beast. Which I'm sorry, but I don't know why these two lions thought they could win that battle. I just think, why haven't we put these three in the ring together before? (laughs) (laughs) That's the fight. He wakes up in this hospital room, and the daughters are there. Yana says, we know what you did. You led that thing into their pride land 
rules of the jungle. You knew that the other lions would kill him to protect their pride. And I was like, huh? <laughs> He's like, no, you're, you're right, I did. He got, I wanted to protect my girls. Yeah, he goes, I was trying to save my girls. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. We're moving past that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> then um, they have this little heart to heart, all of them in the hospital. And then Idris goes, She would have been proud of you too. And I just like barfed at this <laughs> scene because I was thinking, What a cheese fest mm-hmm. this ending turned out to be. It could have been so powerful. And it just ended on this lame note. For some reason, they go back. <laughs> As if they haven't experienced any trauma (laughs) enough. And they take a picture uh, by the same tree that we saw earlier on uh, Sholto's I think it would have been more powerful if Idris had died and Mm -hmm. the daughters went back when they were older. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. This this seemed like (laughs) too soon, if you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden I was like, we never did get to see him ride that bike. (laughs) That would have looked so cool. With him on the bike with the line coming after him. And it it stops working, then sometimes it works, and then, oh my God. Oh my God, you're right. That would have been fantastic. Why else? So like, you know, we always say with these things, that bike I thought was going to be the steed for this movie. Oh, that's brilliant. Why else point it out? Yeah. Otherwise, just take us into the house. And then literally the movie ended, and I was like, huh. That's odd. Huh. Pointless. Yeah, I never did see him on that bike. You know what would have been better is if when they have that heart to heart, the mm-hmm. scene that you love. Yeah. If instead of uh, drinking beers around a fire in the backyard, I almost feel it would have been better if Idris was fixing the bike in that scene. Yeah, tooling around. And, he can still have a beer or two. Right. He can still be he around still the have fire. A beer or two. He's just but, tooling but around. But he's with tooling it. around and he's fixing the bike. No, as he they're is talking. a doctor. Now, granted, but I. The, the idea being when he's a doctor, he's good with his hands, so he could have some mechanical, um, be a little bit but of a But then side. to his daughter's credit, she was like, you don't oh, know how to hotwire a car? So why was he waiting for him to fix right. the Bantam? That's, I never... <gasps> he obviously doesn't know anything. He about. doesn't, why? He doesn't know shit. But then, you're so right, later... <laughs> His daughter's like, you don't know how to hotwire a car? <laughs> and yet you were going to fix a motorized bike? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb. <laughs> and I think, again, if the film had focused maybe a little bit more on the poachers as That's, well. I can't help but say that too, that the idea being that the beast is not just... Who the, is the... And I think it would be great if the audience had to decide mm-hmm. who's more evil. Yeah. This lion who's protecting his kind or... The poachers. Mm-hmm. Who are the real beasts here? We were told in the beginning that it's the females that hunt. Yep. I can't help but think it would be cool and make more sense if there's three or four female lions coming after people. Because, yeah. and we'd get that fun kind of sense of like, it's the women you got to be worried about here. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you zero to four stars. Where are you at on this? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to just, say really quickly here, I think this film is great for those who want to get baked, have a few laughs, 
check this film out in a dark theater or in their friend's basement. I mean, it's never coming back to theaters. So, uh, yeah, some the little right theater. people uh, and everyone's in the mood for a creature feature and just some yeah. good You're chilling good out time. on a beanbag in your friend's parents' basement. Idris uh, Elba's a gorgeous man. Sholto Copley's, I think, a lot of fun. Look, he is. I, I don't think he's as attractive as Idris, but... No, but he was really fun to watch. Oh, God, Idris. God, I suck. I'm going to keep that in because... <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I just think, you know, this would be great for that audience because it makes no sense just enough that you would think to yourself, am I tripping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it just, there was no plot here. It was a basic cat-mouse chase that left me not feeling any emotional pull by the end. I think mm. you just had to die. That's mm-hmm. the only way the film would have made any sense to me. Mm. Uh or one of the daughters die. Or maybe both the daughters die and he failed. Anyway, uh, I give this film... Oh, I feel bad. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. I give this a half star. <sighs> That's harsh. That's harsh. I mean... It, you saw yourself in these girls and you, you said no. <laughs> I said no. Right I was like, nope. To your point earlier when you said lions are active at dusk and dawn. Mm -hmm. Why the hell is this lion prancing around in the daylight? It makes no sense. And it just throws it out of disbelief. All right, you gave this a half star. I'm going to be a little bit more generous. So I'm going to give this one star. I was moving and grooving and having a great time in the beginning, especially the scene that I think is the reason why Idris signed up for the movie where he is But that one about. scene cannot be a whole film. How could he have known how bad the CGI was going to look? I mean, you can't... You just have to take a, a leap of faith. I don't know where things went wrong, but... Just the note that you could give them of, hey, why don't we have this lion hang out at night? <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, movies are scary when they're in the dark? <laughs> I know that's a trope, but I love it. And also, um, did you notice that when he brings the evil lion, the beast, to the other lions, it was kind of the same time of day that they met this group of lions before. And I almost wonder if they did that on purpose that the CGI team could have an easier time with the shadows. I don't know what happened. Everyone, I want to thank you for joining us today in the powder room at the Plaza Hotel. We really went through it. (laughs) We're tired. (laughs) Signing off, this is Yvette Rockefeller. And this is Juliette Vanderbilt. Bye. Bye. Bye.